0: Welcome to the Revenge Body Podcast. I'm Maverick Willa, and I've helped thousands of divorcees and single moms get snatched waist, jaw-dropping booties, and confidence that captivates the attention of men in every room, all without dieting, cutting carbs, giving up wine night, or starving yourself. What's up, y'all? It's Sunday, the Sabbath. I'm in here working before Denver wakes up. That's what you got to do as a parent, you know, because once they wake up, that's a wrap on the day. You are invested, which is where I want to be, which is why I get all my work done before he wakes up, if I can. So I have a pretty cool episode today. I'm going to give a lot of value. But as always, I like to give a little update and give some some meandering. You know what? I'm going to title this episode meandering <laughs> because recently, and I say this in jest, like uh, this, honestly, you know, this doesn't bother me whatsoever. It was just really funny because a lot of you came to my defense, but this this woman commented on a Q and A, and obviously this wasn't a question. She just wanted to make a statement, and she said something along the lines of, "I have a hard time following your podcast because you tend to meander." And I mean, it's feedback, you know. It's uh, that is feedback. It's honest feedback, and I appreciate it. I, I didn't take offense. It's just funny because I, I just I honestly responded, and I was like, "Thank you for the feedback. I'll, you know, I'm always trying to get better," you know. But then the onslaught of my, my supporters. came out and they were like, fuck her. (laughs) We love your meandering. Keep meandering. It's why we listen to you, which was awesome. Like, thank you all. I appreciate it. And, and aside from that, thank, thank you all who have, uh, I don't know if I'm giving, what kind of vibes I'm giving off right now, but you know, the support that I've gotten from you guys and words of encouragement and kindness, no secret that, you know, my life took a, took a different direction about a month ago and, you know, that's life, right? And I always turn inward and work on my healing. And And this time that means something different. You know, this time I'm, I'm really, really uh, enjoying uh, going through pain. and And I know that sounds weird, but there's so much wisdom in pain. And this is the first time in my life I can genuinely say I'm not replacing that pain with anything. There's a tendency for me to do that, especially historically. I'm like, oh, don't want to feel this. Better replace it with something like a attention from someone else or a validation or you know, soothe it in some way, right? And this time I just sat in it and man, what a difference. It sucked. <laughs> Get me wrong, it sucked. But gosh, I, I just like life. I'm so grateful for life. I'm so grateful for the allies I have in my life. I would much rather have a a very small circle of people who tell me what I need to hear, shoot me straight and you know, don't bubble wrap the truth for me so that I can I can make changes and be conscious and like objectively conscious of my behavior and and show myself some compassion, right? Cuz god dang, we all make mistakes, you know. We all make mistakes and we tend to be such judges of ourselves. And and I apologize for the meandering here, but no, I, I we, oh God, we're we're so imperfect, and we we put such high standards on ourselves, and it's such a, coming from such a judgmental place. And when we break up with that judge in ourselves, right? Like we, and we call it breaking up with our judge. I'm reading a book right now, by the way. It's called The Seven Secrets to Healthy Happy Relationships by Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. and Etherash Amara. Great book, and and I'm not even close to being done with it, but. It's just very direct and it's, it's very concise and it just talks about, you know, cultivating self-acceptance. And that's I've been a foreign language for me for such a long time. Like I was, I, I would, you know, I've worked with mentors. I've, I've you know, obviously done a lot of therapy. I've done different forms of therapy. I've done IFS. I've done somatic work. I've done a hell of a lot. And sometimes the psychological surgery can be exhausting. Be honest, you know, like always trying to grow, you know, and and that can be pressure and judgmental in and of itself. But you know, this book is great at breaking down like just self self acceptance and how that leads to more acceptance for others. And right now, the portion I'm on is called you know breaking up with your judge. And we're so judgmental on ourselves. Why aren't you this way? Well, if you were this way, you'd be your life would be better, et cetera. And then so much suffering is created in that arena where we wish for life to be different than what it is. And we think about it like that's where suffering lives. The second we start wishing life was different than what it is, instead of accepting it for exactly what it is, that's where we start to suffer. And so I just, you know, after
1: sitting in the pain and sitting in the grief and and the the aftermath, this isn't the first time you know, I've been here, but this time, it's kind of like I'm, I'm in a
0: hospital bed like an emotional hospital bed after years of firefighting and finally let the IV do its thing, you know?
1: That feels good. It feels like I'm honoring myself
0: for the first time ever in a real way. You know, it's hard for us to do that sometimes, especially, you know, depending on our upbringing and caretakers. And I'm just fortunate to have, like I said, the allies that I do, the, friend, the family that I do. God, my family's the shit. Mom, dad, and sister, I, I, I'm so lucky to have them. And they've been right here all along. They have always supported me through the ebbs and flows of life, career, family, et cetera. They, they've always been there. I'm, I'm just so lucky to have my family and the the couple friends that I do. Um, just Just really grateful.
1: And I'm grateful for myself,
0: which is weird to say, but man, I got my own back now, you know? trusting self is not something that's come easy for me self belief is not so, is ne- has never been easy for me my lack of self belief has plagued me in so many areas it plagued me in basketball it was such a head case, you know that was my biggest enemy i'd be the most gifted or strong person on the floor but would perform the worst because i just simply didn't believe in myself and then you know led to other things in life performance anxiety just this constant judgmental need to be exceptional right and so just really happy to work on relaxing that part of me, having, you know, not shoving it out of the room, but having compassion for that part of me, because it comes from an integral place of always wanting to strive and be better. But at the same time, it's so high pressure and it's just exhausting. So having compassion for self just kind of bleeds into a lot of areas in your life. If if you're somebody who is just so judgmental, you know, it, it can help you have just a, uh, a deeper enjoyment for life, gratitude for life, gratitude for the debits and credits of life, you know? I, and I've been so focused, man. Like, I, this last week, I worked 80 plus hours. And that's not a, like a humble brag. Oh, my God. It's, it's just like, I haven't... I don't know if I've ever worked that much. I've worked a lot off and on. But the focus, the direct focus I've been able to have as a result of kind of clarity, I guess, clarity and... Caring about myself for the first time in a long time, honoring myself—it's just been great. Like it's led to focus in areas that I really want to grow in and and thrive in, and and also trust myself that that's what's right for me. Because there are there's a, obviously you're, no matter what you do, you're going to get judged. No matter what, man. No matter what you do, you will be judged. Whether you succeed, whether you fail, whether you're in shape, whether you're out of shape, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're—it it doesn't matter. Like. You know, like for me, it's like the body I have, great. Everyone thinks I'm on steroids, (laughs) you know? And if I wasn't in shape, they'd call me lazy. If I was successful in my career, they'd say, oh, he fell on his lap. He didn't earn it. You know, they'll never see the hours and hours and hours and years I spent eating shit on social media, you know? They'll just judge that final product. If I wasn't successful, they'd say, oh, you're lazy. You don't have work ethic. You know, so it's like, no matter what, people are going to judge you. If you're a single parent, people judge you. If you have a happy family, people think you're faking it. doesn't matter. So you might as well just do what the fuck you want to do. How about that? How about you do whatever you want to do, honor yourself, and live that way instead of worrying about what other people think who are irrelevant. And I say this because like people comment on my shit all the time. It's hateful shit. And now you guys see the videos where I read it in jest. By the way, y'all, if you don't want to hear this shit, I have timestamps. If you're not a meanderer fan, if you're not a fan of my meandering, <laughs> that's going to be a running joke. You can skip this, by the way. There's timestamps on Spotify. I don't know if it's on iTunes, but it's definitely on Spotify. So you can just skip all this and get to the, the meat and potatoes if you want. But anyway, yeah, I've just been super immersed in work, obviously, with Slay launching. That that took a lot of my time and energy. And and man, it's, it's been a Rubik's Cube, but operationally, we are up and running It's all businesses. I'm so grateful to have the experience I did with with the coaching program because that gave me so much applicable knowledge and skills to put into Slay. So I did, you know, I avoided some of the pitfalls of the things I encountered the first time I I started a business. And because of that, it's been way less stressful and way less. I mean, it's still stressful. It's always stressful, but it's it, it was a different kind of stress. Because the stress I had when I first started my coaching business was, well, how the hell am I going to get business? Where am I going to get my leads going to come from? You know, Now it's like, okay, we've got a bunch of leads. How do we best nurture these people and help them learn about what we do and then provide a stellar service? That was the biggest thing. Is I wanted to create operationally from jump a stellar service. And so in the launching phase, you know, there's four steps to our process at Slay. First phase was like steps one and two. Right. Let's focus on that. Portal account creation, lab work, which are two huge steps. Lots of tech, lots of tech, lots of hours, lots of money invested in in creating those first two steps. And then we saw the kinks that popped up when we launched and then we're fixing those. Right. And then now it becomes steps three and four, consultation with practitioner, delivery of product and service. And so that's what we're doing now. And luckily, we've had some awesome people come through the process already. We've got our first clients, and which is amazing. I didn't pop any champagne or anything, probably should have, but yeah, we've got some. We've got our first clients in the states that we're licensed in, and we're trying to get licensed in more states. Every state had its own requirements. Oh my God, California. Oh, if you're in California, I'm so sorry. I'm, we're trying, but for telemed, for BHRT, you have to have a physical address in, in California. So what we're looking at doing is, bringing on practitioners in other states because that, that looks like it's going to be the way forward. As we get licensed in other states, we're going to also bring on practitioners in those states to kind of circumvent some of these obstacles we're facing. Texas is another one, right? Like Texas is a big state for, for us. We've got a lot of people in Texas, but you have to have a, you have you to use a pharmacy in Texas to be able to serve Texas with bioidentical hormones. So we're working on that. Fortunately, there's a lot of great pharmacies in Texas, so we just have to build a relationship with one and go from there. Uh, But yeah, that's Slay. Slay is awesome. Slay is awesome. I just released a freaking badass YouTube video about Slay. Super proud of it. YouTube videos are fire. Trying to establish a foothold on YouTube right now. It's my This year and next year, big, big focus is... Obviously, I'm kind of on autopilot on all the other platforms. I just create content and put it out. YouTube has been a whole other beast. Long form content is a is has been a challenge for me, uh, but we're getting a foothold on YouTube. That's going to be cool. Denver man, God, I can't say enough about him. <laughs> He's so great, man. His limbs are so. He we were on the beanbag last night. I have this big ass beanbag that I love in my living room, and it's called a love sack. By the way, y'all should check those out. They're huge. Anyway, he he was laying on it next to me and he put his limbs straight up in the air, like a dead bug. And I realized how long his limbs really are. Like I already knew they were long, but Holy shit. They're like like big slinkies. Like he's just, he's growing so fast. I can't believe it. He's in gymnastics right now. Take him there once a week. And, uh, you know, just to get a foundational, um, like a foundational type of physical exertion activity. Right. Balance, um, hand-eye coordination, uh, dexterity—all st- all that stuff, right? Just great. Gymnastics is awesome. It'll set the tone for everything else. But maybe he wants to play sports. I don't know. He may not. I'm not going to push him. But you know, he seems to like gymnastics so far. But he's so tall. He's in there with like you know all other th- three and four-year-olds, sometimes five-year-olds, and he just towers over them. And the parents are like, "How old is he?" Five, and I'm like, "No, he's he's three. and I'm like, "Holy shit! What are you feeding that kid?" Everything. Uh trying to decorate my house right now and it's something that I'm not very good at <laughs> at all. Never have been, but I'm getting better and I'm learning a lot about installing things in your house. I'm doing a lot of stuff myself. In the past, I just hired people to do shit because you know I didn't have the time and energy. Now, I'm like, yeah, I probably need to learn some of this stuff. So, I am. That's been cool. I've, I've built every piece of furniture in my house aside from the, the couch um, and the dining room table. They they, was, they assembled that when they brought it, but everything else I have built I have a home gym now, which is badass. God, oh my God! I haven't been to the the gym gym in like a month, and it's been beautiful. <laughs> Called antisocial. I just I grew up with it with a home gym. I love having one. I can blast my music. I have a speaker that's made for house parties. It shakes my garage while not shaking the neighbors' houses, which is great. And I just go in there and I go ham, and and it's truly been. Amazing because the way that I train, I do one all-out set on every exercise that I do and only do like two or three exercises per workout. And that requires some grunting, some noise making, some hyping myself up. And I'm in a gym, I'd probably be self-conscious. You know, I wouldn't want to look like a meathead. In my garage gym, it's it's I, I'm the man in the arena. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> so I'm just really grateful for that. Like, I'm I'm so grateful that I had a connection, a family connection with with gym equipment that I could go through and, and, and get a a decent deal on and, and get quality stuff that's going to last after the apocalypse. I mean that stuff is heavy. Heavy, heavy. So yeah, that's where I'm at, man. I'm just I'm working a lot, a lot. <laughs> I worked like 16 hours on Monday. I I, I worked from like 4 a.m. until 8:30 p.m. So. That was awesome because I was like, wow, this means I'm, I love what I'm doing. You know, and I do. I love it. Yes. I'm taking care of myself. And like, inevitably, I know you, some of you moms are going to message me and be like, make sure you're taking care of yourself. I am. I am. I take my vitamins. I get my sleep. I take my melatonin, my micronized, sustained release melatonin, com, And uh, yeah, I, I'm taking care of myself. I'm actually, the biggest area of opportunity for me right now is making more friends. That's what I'm going to focus on. I'm going to end with this before we get into the meat and potatoes, but I'm actually, I've always been, like I said, really big on mentorship. I invest heavily in mentorship, heavily in therapy. And I came to a point a couple of days ago where I said, you know what? Fucking hey, man. I'm, I, I don't really want to do any more psychological surgery. Like I'm all about growth and, and looking inward and, and I'm going to keep doing that, but I've got some really t- good tools and, and, Part of honoring myself and honoring my needs and what my I know my I my mind and body needs is the courage to step away from quote unquote the work. Right? Like the work is never ending and I'll always be someone who introspects and does work, but I'm gonna take a little break from the therapy for a little while, you know? Like holy shit, I've been I've been at it for fuck since 2020. With it, nonstop, nonstop, perpetual, every week, boom, 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 every week, and it was cra- it was courageous for me to say, "I don't need that right now. I'm going to go make some fucking friends. How about that? <laughs> so I'm actually going to play basketball tonight with some some guys from a local church. I'm excited about it. They seem like really good dudes, guys that are just. Guys that just value like, hey, I want to, sh- I want to be the best dad I can. I want to be the best, you know, their married husband I can be. I want to be the best person I can be, and we seem to share like values, and I think that's really important. And it's a big deal for me to put myself out there with with other men and just be like, hey, you want to be friends? I actually, this is embarrassing, but I'm going to share it. The last thing I'll share, I there's a guy, there's a guy that I actually have done a little work with branding stuff. Right. And, and through, you know, throughout, this is so lame throughout this relationship, you know, we're, we're, we've, we finished up our work on the branding side, but I'm like, you know what? I kind of like that guy. You know, he seems like a cool dude. And a friend of mine, longtime friend, going on five years of friendship now, she was like, why don't you just text him? And I was like, well, what the fuck do I say? What do I say? That's how bad I am at this. Like you, you point out a woman anywhere. I'll waltz right up and talk. I don't give up. Ugh. But you point out a guy and you're like, hey, go make friends. I regress 25 years. <laughs> I turn into, into a puddle. So I didn't know what to say. So I text. I, I was like, what do I say? Hi, during our work together, I discovered that I fancy you. Care to cultivate a friendship? What say ye? Like, what do I, what do I say? So I texted him and I was like, hey, want to be friends? And he was like, I thought you'd never ask. And I was so relieved. <laughs> so relieved. But then I was like, okay, what do we do next? <laughs> see, this is this is an area of opportunity for me. So I'm going to lean into it. He seems like a cool dude. We'll see where it goes. Wish me luck. Let's get into the meat and potatoes today. So the first thing is I... I <laughs> Thanks for hanging into there. Enough meandering. Let's get into it. So I I went on TikTok the other day and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to experiment with something. And I searched, bread is killing you. Lo and behold, 10 videos popped up. Millions of views. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Let's try another. Fruit is killing you. Oh, what do you know? 10 more videos. Millions of views. I was like, huh, interesting. Vegetables are killing you. Meat is killing you. Dairy is killing you. Every single food followed by is killing you, brings up a video saying that it's killing you and you should stop eating it. In this moment, I realized how fucking valid it is to be totally confused. I mean, I already knew. Look, I already get it because the questions that I get and the people that we work with in our program and the such, that just the the miseducation and the perpetual fear of making the wrong decision with food and exercise. So I already understood it, but this just drove home how ridiculously confusing and, and misinformed the landscape is in general. Oh my God. Dude, there was a guy made a video that said, stop drinking water. Motherfucker's
1: trying to kill you.
0: So like, and i made a video about it you know and I, it was funny cuz i just like I was like here's what literally like women probably are like and i had a I had a uh, empty plate of food and a fork just eating air <laughs> cuz it's like what do you what are you supposed to do when you watch these videos right so like here's what i need you guys to understand and and try to uh, try to apply moving forward none of those videos are true zero
1: no food is killing you okay 2024, we're
0: going to not fear any food. We're going to blank slate it, erase our memory, men in black style, of all these fucking stupid videos. And instead, we're going to say, evidence based, what is the minimum requirement for me burning or for me losing body fat? I'm real careful to say losing body fat, not burning body fat, because burning body fat just means using dietary fat as fuel. If we just say, what are the minimum requirements for losing body fat? Caloric deficit, right? Movement helps you be in a caloric deficit. Strength training helps you burn more calories at rest. Protein intake helps satiate you, so you're less likely to overeat and be in a caloric deficit. And nutrient-dense foods, right? Helps you satiate yourself and be less prone to overeating because- Look, and, and I'm not a guy, as you all know, I'm not a guy who's going to say just eat less, move more. Like, okay, that's as helpful as telling a homeless person to save more and spend less. It's nonsensical to think that that advice is going to help a populace that is chronically confused and perpetually afraid of taking action because of the miseducation, misinformation. I think it's by design. The government doesn't thrive off a healthy populace, right? Why the fuck would big pharma want you all healthy? Don't cancel me, Spotify. Anyway, why, But think about it. Like, I and, and people are gonna disagree with that and be like, "Oh, tinfoil hat, looking far right." I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> I love how people assume my politics based on my nutrition <laughs> <laughs> or that or like one thing that I say. Everybody's like, "Oh, he's a trumper." Dude, just for the record, I despise all politicians. Okay, all of them are full of shit. Bipartisanship is the downfall of this country's political system. Dividing, making us hate each other so they get votes. Yeah, I'm not for that. So call me what you want. I just, I want us to love each other and do what makes sense. I'm not going to hate a guy of a different skin color or sexual orientation because he's wearing a mask or she is, she voted a certain way or they, you know, are a certain gender. That's what they want me to do. And when I say they, I mean the government and politicians. They want me to hate. They want you to hate. They want us to hate each other. Fuck that. I digress. <laughs> or I am meandering against. All right. So let's get let's wipe the slate clean here and let's talk about those. Let's just make it real simple. How do you get momentum in this? Landscape. First of all, you you are what you habitually consume. And that doesn't just apply to nutrition. It applies to social media, the news. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? What's the last thing you do before bed? You know, we are what we consume. Like it or not, it subconsciously subconsciously becomes a part of your thoughts. Your thoughts become things, thoughts lead to actions, thoughts lead to feelings, feelings lead to actions, actions lead to results. So your thoughts are where they start, and your thoughts are influenced by what you consume. So unfollow those dickheads curate your social media to have less noise you may think that following more people leads to more information which leads to better decisions and to some extent that may be true but it takes the right information think about it like this you you have a piece of ikea furniture assembling it's very simple but imagine having the instructions to that piece of ikea furniture in five different languages and then trying to assemble it reading each one and only reading the English one like five percent of the time. I'm the English instructions, assuming you're you speak English, I'm the English instructions that IKEA furniture. People like myself. And and I, I say that not to say that I'm the best because I'm not and I have a hell of a lot to learn. The more I learn the more I realize I don't know. But I do break this shit down and make it very simple, and I'm evidence-based. I go by what has the evidence told us about fat loss. That's what I'm going to advocate in a very simple way. So at the very least, you can say that I have proof. I have predictability in my advice. So let's just, again, keep it simple. I'm the English instructions for your IKEA end table, okay? And when you have all this bullshit on TikTok, Instagram, et cetera, it's like, Putting my information or other people who are evidence-based and simple, like Lane Norton, like James Smith, like Jordan Syatt, like, oh, Tony. Oh, Tony. He's so attractive. (laughs) I can say that. I'm secure myself. He is, man. Tony, train bloom. Train bloom is his. Is name, but yeah, people like that, right? Like people like Jay Alderton, like people who just keep this shit abundantly simple for you. Those are your English IKEA instructions, and then all these other fuckers who are like, you should fast, you should cut carbs, you should do extreme shit that no one can sustain their entire life. All this short-term blueprint bullshit. Those are your Japanese, Chinese, Spanish. French, German. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you speak English. I'm not saying those cultures are, this isn't, I'm no criticism of cultures. Just keep with me here. This is just an analogy languages. You don't speak. Okay. Stick with me. Please don't cancel me. <laughs> the analogy is don't try to assemble furniture using language. You don't speak. Okay. Okay. Anyway, when you when you get all this different information it's just it's just noise that's keeping you from taking action so let's just clean the slate let's reset and let's say what no shit will get me where i want to be if my goal is fat loss protein intake step count control caloric intake movement strength training those things that's it and doing those things at your current level and then slightly above it Not these huge commitments that are way above where you're currently at, but slightly above where you are at. So let's just take one category, make it real simple, step count. How much are you walking now? Because people ask me all the time, they're looking for a blueprint. They're like, tell me how much I should walk. No, Sheila, I don't know how much you're walking now. How the fuck am I going to make a recommendation to you if I don't know how much you're walking now? And especially if you don't know how much you're walking now, because my first question is going to be, how much are you walking at this? moment? What is your weekly total right now? And you know what? No one ever, ever has an answer for that because nobody is, the, the, the awareness is what's lacking the most, but you can't make a move without awareness because it takes doing the next, the next step from where you're at. And if you don't know where you're at, you can't take a step. So let's see where you're at. And if your current weekly step total, if you, if you that's a question mark for you, then just track your steps for a week now when i say that people already start overthinking and they're like what about the steps on a treadmill count well, what can i just walk it doesn't matter it's going to even out over time if you walk on a treadmill on a elliptical uh, otherwise who cares just track steps outside of that okay and just get some kind of number just get some kind of number and start there and let's just say that number's 2000 per day so 14000 a week total roughly well then your next goal is 14250 250 steps total to added to your total per week, spread out over seven days, not hard. That's 70-ish extra steps a day. It's an extra walk up the staircase or an extra lap around your house. That's how you build. So that's step count. What about protein intake? Same concept. How much protein are you currently eating? Well, I don't know. Cool. Let's start there. Track it. How do I track it? My fitness pal. Download it. Just see how much protein you eat on a daily basis or any, or any calorie tracker. I don't care. Use any of them and just, and it doesn't matter because that's another question. Oh, which, 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 which one's the best? You don't need best. You don't need best. You need good enough. Any calorie tracker is better than nothing, right? We're just trying to build here. So see how much protein you consume. Roughly, does not have to be perfect? You don't need perfect. We don't even want perfect because perfect is unsustainable. Perfect is unrealistic. Nobody's perfect. The body that you envy is not perfect. It was just persistent. And to be persistent, this has to be simple. So going back to simple, let's just say that you consume about 30 grams of protein a day on average, roughly, right? Doesn't have to be perfect. Let's just say roughly 30 grams a day. Cool, 35 is your next goal for the next week. And you commit to that because a huge part of this as well is building trust with yourself. As a recovering non-truster of self, I can assure you that trying to set big old lofty ones big old lofty goals isn't in your best interest to build trust with self. We build it on small commitments and then completing those commitments and building trust with self. It's integrity with self, right? So you shoot for 35 grams. You hit that. You're like, oh shit, I did something I said I was going to do. I trust myself. I love myself. I'm going to go for 40. And you start feeling good about what you're doing. You start feeling good about what you're doing instead of feeling like shit because you constantly said things that are You set bars that are too high in comparison to where you're at. And it feels like failure when you don't hit these unrealistic bars. So let's keep them realistic. All right. And apply that to every category. Caloric intake. If you don't want to track calories, which I'm finding that more and more people are adverse to it, even though it's a critical life skill to cultivate awareness of eating, that's fine. If you just want to eat less food without having to track, then you increase your likelihood of doing so by increasing your protein intake, your fiber intake, and eating nutrient-dense foods. The foods on the outside of the grocery store, aisles, your dairy, your fruits, your veggies. Again, no bad foods unless you're allergic to them. And the only way you know if you're allergic is if you confirm it on a test with a gastroenterologist. There's nothing inherently harmful about dairy. There's nothing inherently harmful about Carbohydrates, there's nothing inherently harmful about any food in and of itself unless you're allergic to it. I heard dairy is inflammatory. Only if you're allergic to it, like any other food. Like any other food. There's nothing inherently inflammatory about dairy. You know what's inflammatory? Overeating. Perpetually, because you're unaware of your caloric intake and you're eating processed foods that are highly palatable and unsatiating.
1: Because that leads to weight gain. Body fat, visceral fat, causes insulin resistance, causes inflammation, causes PCOS. If left unchecked, causes type 2 diabetes. It all hinges on your eating patterns over time, not eating specific foods. I will die on this hill. (laughs) (laughs) So that brings me to my next
0: thingamajig, which is, oh, let me just hit on strength training. I've talked about this on other episodes, but strength training is all relative. You don't have to go and get under a barbell and start squatting your nuts out, guts out. Nuts doesn't make sense. Why did I say nuts? I guess if you're a dude squatting your nuts out, we're well, going to say squatting your guts out because most of you are women. And, and so when I say strength training, it's relative, to, again, to where you are at. If a group class gets you started lifting weights, cool, I'm with it if Pilates gets you started with moving your body and developing some body weight strength, cool. I'm with it. I know I shit on Pilates a lot. It's just for fun. It's not great long-term if you want further development of your body, but it's a great way to get started. Group classes, Orange Theory, I don't care. Just do something because all those things are better than nothing. It's science. Literally better than nothing. So whatever gets you started, but whatever is slightly above where you're at. So if you're doing nothing, anything, you know, but don't say, I'm going to go to the gym six times this week. Right. It's February. We saw how that worked out in January for you. So I'm going to go once this week. I'm going to do one group class this week at this time, put a timestamp on it and then follow through, complete that commitment, build trust with yourself. Right. And then over time, challenge yourself progressively more and more. Well, I went once this week, next week, I'm going to go twice. Well, I went twice every week this past month. It's time to go three times or add another activity in there like weight training, right? Cool. And just build strength. Just progressively challenge yourself more and more and get stronger. As long as you're quantifiably getting stronger, you're going to progress in that category. All right. So the next thing is I had a client this week. I I do do Q and A's within within our coaching program and they're fucking awesome. I love doing them. Our clients ask ridiculously good questions and I'm able to go in depth. Like in an in depth in a way that I cannot do on social media because it's 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 advanced. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying those Q&As. I love being more involved in the program. It's been fucking awesome. But anyway, she was like, "Well, I'm super OCD about tracking." When I and this was a really great question cuz she's Middle Eastern. And she culturally has foods that she likes to eat. You guys, really need to listen to this because my answer to this was pretty solid. I'm proud of it. But anyway, (laughs) she culturally, like her family and her mother in particular, like they eat food in her culture that is not on the food tracking apps. And she panics because... She thinks she's going to lose progress because she's like, oh my God, this one meal that I couldn't track because it's a food that my family eats because culturally it's a, it's a food, you know, cause that's the thing, y'all food is not just energy. It's not just our input to our output. It is culture. It's sometimes religion. It's sometimes it, food's a big part of life. And if you have to do a diet or if a coach tells you, you can't eat something from your fucking culture, that is the wrong coach. Life does not lend itself to arbitrary rules with dieting. And so it's not about deleting the food that you love to eat and enjoy with family and your, and within your culture. It's about setting up your lifestyle and your values in a way that keep that from being some kind of subtraction to your goals. So how do we do that? Well, here's my answer to her. I said, you know, obviously this food is important to you and it's, and it's part of your culture. So it's not about deleting it it's about looking at the perspective of what you're doing most of the time. If, I mean, again, let's just I asked her, I said, how many meals do you eat per week? She said about four meals a day, sometimes snacks. I was like, great, let's just say 28 meals a week because that's four meals a day, seven days a week. I was like, how many of these meals are these foods you're, you're referring to? And she said, maybe two. And I was like, so you're telling me that two out of 28 meals per week is going to derail your progress? I don't think so. Because otherwise, she's, eating, she's hitting a protein goal she's within her caloric range she even she even leaves open like 300 to 400 calories for this meal so she's fucking crushing it didn't even realize it but this ocd perfectionist part of her was telling her like she was being judgmental and saying she's fucking up and i also layered in this that perfectionist part of you is okay it serves you well in other areas of life it has definitely contributed to your success in life but let's relax it in this arena because it's not the one who needs to be driving the bus right now. It's a part of you. and We love that part. We have compassion for it, but it's not necessarily serving you in this arena. So let's relax it and say, hey, guess what? I don't need perfect with my eating to get to where I want to be. Hear me on this, y'all. You don't need perfect in order to transform your body. You need good enough. You need the ratios of Congruent with your goals and incongruent with your goals to match up and and be in proportion to where you want to be. And all that means is zooming out and saying, "What am I doing the majority of the time?" Well, if you're hitting a protein goal and you are, that means that you are likely satiating yourself very well and not overeating. If you're walking a lot and if you're strength training, you're already putting yourself in a position to be in a caloric deficit very likely, and so. But what happens when we stress and we think we have to be perfect? Well, we oscillate the other direction, and like fast and diet and over-exercise to try and correct this bad thing that we've labeled, right? So zooming out and saying, well, proportionally, I'm doing things right the majority of the time. That's going to dictate my results. There's 52 weeks in a year. Literally, and this is lowballing the hell out of it, but there's 52 weeks in a year. That means there's, oh shit, 26. Yeah. There's tw- that means there's 26 weeks would be half the year. So if the 27 weeks of the year you do things well, you're going to progress. And I bet a lot of you do things well more than 26 weeks, but you can't do that. If every other week you think you're a failure, you can't get progress because you quit because you, you can't hit these unrealistic expectations you've set of yourself. So my advice was just, Hey, do exactly what you're doing. Cause she was like, yeah, I've lost 10 pounds, but I'm scared that I'm not doing things right. And I'm like, this is a result of society and the fitness uh, the fitness landscape, just fucking your mind up. Think with making you think you have to diet or be perfect to get results. And it's like, dude, you're hitting a protein goal. You are walking a lot. You are within your caloric range, and it's two meals out of twenty eight. You need to eat more of those meals. <laughs> to be completely honest with you, I think you're too rigid. Rigidity leads to binging. Rigidity leads to loathing what we're doing, and we and we off the wagon so let's have some more flexibility some grace some compassion for this part of us that served us very well and have, help it relax because we're doing things differently right so that was my advice to her just keep doing what you're doing in fact do not as good as what you're doing because you'll probably be happier so anyway the next part was this, this woman messaged me on Instagram and she asked me to explain a caloric deficit. And look, y'all, like I posted my response to it because I, I really, really want to help because when people ask me questions, this is just an indicator for me what people are struggling with, right? And I applaud her courage because I bet so many of you don't ask me questions because you're afraid that your question is dumb. Let me just tell you it's not. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some dumb questions. But it's not your fault. And I'm never going to judge you, right? I'm never going to judge you and be like, that's a fucking dumb question. Why would you ask that? Why the hell would I be in the position I'm in if that was my approach? I understand this shit's confusing. But so many of you messaged me and were like, oh my God, what a dumb question. Relax. People are confused. This shit is not self-explanatory. A caloric deficit is not self-explanatory. It's fucking hard to understand because of how, again, how confusing the landscape is. You got to view this from the eyes. And perhaps I do this now because I've had to, to become successful and help more people and have empathy for people in this position. Because I, I grew up in a very advantageous environment where fitness and nutrition was branded in my brain from a very young age. I just watched my parents lift their asses off and eat healthy my entire life. So that was my future. Most of people don't have that. Most people do not have that, and then they get exposed to all this bullshit on social media, and they get confused. So have some compassion, y'all, for people who come to my account and ask me what you may think is very basic, easy questions. It's not. It's not. This, isn't, this is education that was not given to us, and again, like I believe, purposely not given to us, because not having this education keeps you struggling and unhealthy and potentially dependent on some kind of drug. I don't want that for you. And so let's empower each other. Let's cheer each other on for wanting to learn. Caloric deficit, like you're five, right? That's how I'm going to explain it. I'm going to, and I did it already on my stories, but I'm going to try to do it right now again. So at the risk of meandering longer, I mean, okay. Uh, Say you have two columns. One is your input column. One is your output column. Now, hang with me. I'm not talking calories in, calories out. That's an overly simplified explanation for something that's very nuanced. Energy balance is very nuanced. So in the output column, your energy expenditure, how much you're putting out, that is determined by multiple things. It's determined by your basal metabolic rate, which is how many calories you burn just living, breathing, functioning. It's determined by your non-exercise activities. So what you do when you're not exercising, when you're at the house, when you're at work, right? You're just your overall lifestyle. So step count's a big indicator here, right? People who walk more burn more calories in that category. Your thermic effect of food, which is all that means is how many calories you burn digesting food, because it takes, it takes energy for your body to break down food, right? Protein is, has the highest thermic effect of food. So that's obviously why I advocate it, among other things. And then exercise is the smallest category. That's all in the output column. Okay. So the more you do in those call in those categories, the higher that column, the, the bigger that column's gonna be, right? Then you have your input column, and that is just how much how many calories you're eating. Okay. And so if if you want to lose weight, then your output column has to be bigger than your input column consistently over time. Meaning, at the end of a week, what you've done over the past seven days means a bigger output column than your input column. And so if we want to produce weight loss, we do that one of two ways. Either decrease the input or increase the output column.
1: Right? Right? And so
0: when we look at what healthy weight loss is, it's not about just losing weight. It's also about retaining muscle tissue because remember that basal metabolic rate category I said, where it's determined by your body's functions. Well, a body with more muscle tissue burns more calories in that category because it's more expensive to run a muscle machine. So. We want to strength train. We want
1: to get stronger, right? But we want to
0: maintain that muscle tissue for those reasons. And so if we decrease that input column too much, we will lose muscle tissue, which will decrease our output column in the process. Isn't that crazy? If you decrease the input column too much, you also decrease the output. So we don't want to decrease that too much. We want to keep that input column as high as we can while still having the output column be bigger than the input column. I hope that makes sense, y'all. That was the simplest I've ever explained it. But the best way to decrease that input column, if it is more than the output column, is to eat more protein. When you eat more protein, you simultaneously decrease the input and increase the output column because protein helps you burn more calories from digesting food, but it also helps you build muscle tissue. And it also likely makes you eat less in total because it's filling. Protein is filling. A lot of times we we overeat because we're hungry and we're craving things. So eating more protein, especially spread throughout the day, will help you eat less, very, very likely, as well as your fiber intake. Because fiber is filling. Okay. So remember that. That is the simplest I can explain it, I think. That was like my my one millionth attempt. And I think I get better every attempt. So let me know. By the way, if you're getting value from this episode, please, uh, everyone DM me. Uh, ESV is the bomb on that last one. Let's make this one. Let's make it Maverick Rocks. <laughs> Just say Maverick Rocks. If this is resonating with you and giving you value. Uh, we're like 45 minutes in or something like that, but let me know. Okay. And then I'm going to keep going here. Lifting tips. Okay. Lifting tips, just some quick lifting tips. No, I'm not going to get too far into it, but your exertion is everything. And I had this conversation with my clients on that same Q and a, but your exertion during your training is the single biggest lever you need to pull because the harder you push yourself, the more your body is going to adapt. Because that's all developing your body is, is doing something that makes your muscle tissue say, holy shit, that was hard. I need to adjust this new environment. Damn, Janine, that was really hard. You just lifted more weight than last time. I'm going to break down from that real quick because that was hard, but I'm going to build back stronger. Okay, that's all it is. And so you have to push yourself though. If you pick up a dumbbell, for instance, and you lift it, 20 times. That shit ain't heavy enough, sis. Pick up another one. And until you pick up a dumbbell that you can barely lift 10 times, you're probably just going through the motions and your body doesn't respond to going through the motions. It's too easy. Your body doesn't respond to easy stuff. When you get a workout printout or something, you, you get you know easy to influencers workout and you just count reps. You're like, oh, 20, done. up oh, 10, done. No, you'd be like, oh, fuck, that was hard for 10. It needs to be hard. That's, that's, the, that's the truth. Now, it, you don't have to... When you're very new to training, anything is hard, right? Anything's hard when you first start So, because it's more than what you were doing because that's what it's about. Just doing more than you've been doing, right? As far as uh, energy output in a duration of time. doesn't mean more sets, more reps necessarily. It just means what you're doing in this 30-minute block is harder than what you did the last time you did a 30-minute block of working out. Your exertion in a set time frame. Okay? Don't overthink this. Just make your shit harder over time. That's it. But your exertion is so important. And that's the hardest thing to teach people. When I was a personal trainer, it was really hard to teach people how to push themselves because it's something I've always inherently had. You just do it. But it's not something that you just know unless you were taught. And so teaching yourself is even harder because you have no frame of reference. But basically... Use your muscles talking to you as kind of a guide. Where it's like, all right, when I'm lifting, this my muscles are screaming. This was hard. I, I couldn't do more than ten reps. Okay, cool. You're there, then. You're there. Kind of rate your rate your workout and say scale of one to ten. One being I was just sitting here practicing breathing. Ten being oh my goodness that like just that was rough and I don't I almost died. We want to be around a seven or eight consistently. To to progress, and some days you won't feel like it. Some days you're gonna be a three or four because you didn't feel like it. You you had a rough day. That's fine. That's life. That's okay. You're not gonna progress every single workout. I'm I've been working out for twenty plus years. I'm lucky if I progress any workout (laughs) because of that. Right? Like it's monumental for me to progress an inch with my training because I've been doing it so long. Takes a lot. The other day I had to squat. Like right now I'm, I'm I have all my lifts written on a a whiteboard on my refrigerator and it has all my personal bests on there. And then, and like yesterday, for example, this is, for me, this is a lot of weight. I had to squat 295 for 14 because last workout I did 13. And when I tell you that 14th rep almost killed me, I'm not exaggerating. I I was yelling, I was yelling and I filmed it. So not that one. I I filmed one before just because I was like, I want to show people how, what it's actually like for me to have to push to the point where I see progress at my current level of development. Now, you don't have to do that. You just need to push harder than you did last time. So you got a lot of wiggle room here. And I'm not saying that in an arrogant way. I'm just, I've been, been, again, I've been doing it for a long time. And my level of development is not what you want. You know, and let that be a comfort, right? Like our clients all do the same workouts I do. And they develop completely differently. And they develop very well. And they develop to where they want to be. And where they want to be, no, no, that's my advantage as a male coach. None of y'all want to look like me. <laughs> There's no comparison here. Isn't that great? A female coach told me that and a few female, and a few of our clients told me that she was just like, you know, it's actually kind of, that's one, that's your one advantage <laughs> as a male coach is no woman wants to look like you, unless they're, you know, a female bodybuilder. We don't work with female bodybuilders. We work with the average person trying to look better, feel their best and establish healthy lifestyle for the rest of their life. So anyway, hope that was helpful. Spot burning doesn't exist, y'all. Doesn't exist. You can't pick an area on your body to burn fat in. I wish it worked that way. It'd be awesome. But you burn it, you lose it cumulatively over time, all over your entire body. I always give the, the, the flood analogy, right? Picture a town where it floods really bad. There, there's some puddles that are bigger than others. When the sun comes out, all the water evaporates at once, but the biggest puddles take the longest to evaporate. Those are your problem areas. So just remember that. You need consistency over time. If you have problem areas, you need to do this in phases. You need to burn, you need to lose body fat. And then you need to build tissue so that you enhance that output category for life, like I was talking about, and build shape to your body. And then you need to do one more body fat losing, body fat reduction phase, where you chip away any excess body fat you gained during the gaining phase. And then you need to maintain forever. And that's what we do. Phases one through four in our program. Takes one to three years usually more two to three year realm. And then you have an after photo that lasts 10 to 10 10 years plus the rest of your life. So that's why I just want to hit on spot burning real quick, doesn't exist, doesn't exist. You have to build muscle tissue, 100%. That's always the answer, by the way. Last thing, I want to finish with this, y'all. I want to finish with this because I'm really, really proud of it. This is our brand manifesto for Maverick Online Coaching. This is something that I worked very hard to develop with some experts. To find our voice and find our vision. And I'm gonna read this to you because this is just, this is who we are. And this is the culture that we create within our community. In a world where every heartbeat is a rhythm of self discovery, welcome to the community of MOC, where your journey to health and happiness takes center stage, a stage where the spotlight is on you and the script is yours to write, where personal responsibility is the opening act of your transformative story. Keep it simple, keep it significant because your story is unique. MOC is not just a program. We're a tapestry of empowerment where women uplifting women is the grand finale because our community is our masterpiece. We heal in a community. It's our collective energy that propels us forward and we believe women deserve guidance from a warm human touch, not a cold machine. In the spotlight, truth shines brighter and we are driven by the raw power of authenticity. Health mirrors your self-integrity and you have the power to choose. Honesty, it's your express pass to health. Now is your time to create tomorrow. Do the inner work. Step outside your comfort zone. Stop overthinking and start living. Embrace MOC, where you can build the greatest version of you for your friends, family, and most importantly, for self. Because women are royalty and self-love is our birthright.
1: I give you chills. Gave me chills. Moves me, especially that last line. MOC, rewrite the story of you. Oh,
0: beautiful. I just want to share that with y'all because that's our culture. That's what we do. Hey, hope this was valuable today. I'm going to go. I think Denver is awake now. So I'm going to go and spend the day with my son and hope everybody has an amazing Sunday, an amazing week. And well, actually, this is going to release on what's today, Sunday. So Monday, Tuesday, this will release on Wednesday. So I hope you have, if this is you're listening to this on Wednesday. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. and I hope you just have a great, awesome, life in general. And I hope this helps you upgrade your health, upgrade your quality of life. If you have questions, shoot me a DM. I answer all of them. Shoot me an email. If you're on our email list. Shoot me an email back. Respond, and have an amazing rest of your day, y'all. ESV out. If you liked what you heard on this episode, ladies, share it with your friends. And if you want to finally escape dieting culture and get body results that make your ex wish he never mistreated you, check out the link for the Revenge Body Metabolic Revamp. You can find that in the show notes. And remember, ladies, you are powerful.